We're recording this in the middle of April, in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic in the U.S. Teresa and I are going to call Patricia DeMeda, the sales and clinical manager at Health Complex in Waterbury, Connecticut, to see what it has been like to be a respiratory provider in the middle of this crisis. I'm Liz Bollier. And I'm Teresa Flaherty. And this is HME News in 10 from HME News. Stay with us. This episode of HME News in 10 is sponsored by the HME Data Bank, a subscription-based dashboard with Medicare data on the top providers by code and total spend by code. Visit hmedatabank.com for more information and for samples. Hi, Patty. Welcome to HME News in 10. Hi. Thank you. Is this Teresa? Nope. This is Liz. And Teresa, you want to say hello? Hi, Patty. This is Teresa. Hi, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Well, thanks for taking the time to speak with us today. I know you're um, very busy. So uh, maybe a good place to start off, Patty, is um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm a respiratory therapist. I um, live in Connecticut. I work for Health Complex Medical, and I oversee their clinical and marketing um, sales team at uh, Health Complex Medical. And I've been uh, involved as well clinically with taking care of patients um, my entire career actually at Health Complex and still actively involved with um, discharges from uh, one of the local hospitals that I particularly work for myself in Connecticut, which is um, Western Connecticut Health Network, Nuvans Medical. Great. So what is it like where you are? Are there a lot of cases of COVID-19? Give us a sense for what it's like there on the ground. Yeah. Well, we we're in uh, we're in Fairfield County, which is really the bedroom for New York City, and so we're seeing a lot of overflow. We're seeing a lot of what has come into the city spread over into um, Connecticut here, into Fairfield County, which is probably the part of the state that's been hit the worst with um, the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic. So we've been feeling that part of it, and. Um, you know, they, they say our cases are starting to come down. We're still testing. We're having now we're actually starting to see more um, employees and healthcare workers that are starting to test positive um, as well. But it's just been it's been it's really difficult because it's a, a, a discharge for the hospitals that the case managers aren't even on the floors. Normally, the case managers are on the floors and they go in and they see the patient. They can assess the patient and get everything in place for them to go home and I think we're seeing, I would say, about, um, I would say, close to 80% of the admissions are being discharged home, which is really good, the admissions that are with COVID-19 positive. And um, the majority of them are going home on oxygen, um, if not some DME, a walker, a hospital bed, but primarily oxygen at this time. And it's a really challenging time for the case managers because the case managers, um, like I said, they're not located on the floor like they normally are. They've been removed from the floors, and they're strictly working off of everything that they have in their computer and the information they're given. Um, They're texting doctors for prescriptions. They're calling patients in their room to try to get whatever information they can. So it's a really challenging time. So they need a company that's going to help them and be on you know, really on target with everything and get the details, get it done, and get it done fast because they really don't have the time. They have to turn around and get the next patient out. You're an RT. What has been a typical day for you uh, during this pandemic, Patty? 
Well, um, I've been working with the with the um, with remotely from home um, to arrange the discharge. So my whole process with this has been to um, get the get the equipment in place to get the documentation to get the contact with the family members and um, to get the equipment in place for our driver to deliver it and get it done in a timely manner so they can get the patient out and also to guide them with questions they have about some uh, ventilator usage we've been able to supply uh, one of the local hospitals with um, an, with ventilators because they were running out of vents and they were able we were able to help them with that and they're vents that we use in the home setting, so they're not always ventilators that are being used primarily in the hospitals. So to give the support to the respiratory staff for questions they have and, um, and to assist the case managers in discharging these patients home on oxygen. And the other part is to, you know, you still have the chronic care in the offices. You have all your obstructive sleep apnea patients that are still calling in and, you know, having telehealth visits for their 90-day follow-ups for their CPAPs and their uh, PAP therapy and to get them to keep help them to stay continuing with their therapy and to get their supplies. So we're working all around on all aspects of it, from the, the acute, the chronic, and the critical side of it. What do you want people to know right now about what you're doing and seeing in the field? Uh, let's see. How hard and how difficult it is for these uh, these hospitals and what they're dealing with and how overloaded they are and um, how important it is to, I think, to respect our um, social distancing and to try to prevent the spread as much as we can because everybody's doing everything they can, and the hospitals are overwhelmed. I know some hospitals that have turned their um, sleep lab beds into um, critical care beds because they, they, they're running out of beds in the hospital. And people, sleep techs um, that are respiratory therapists, pulmonary rehab um, therapists, RTs, are all being pulled to be on the front line in the hospital for testing, for treatment, and to manage these patients. And um, there's not enough equipment and there's not enough workers. And we all have to do our share to try to keep it um, at a minimum. Patty, what's your biggest need? What would help you and other HME providers better take care of patients right now? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. This is Teresa, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, I guess one of the problems we're having right now, too, is um, we're also running into a lack of equipment. Lack of equipment being both durable medical equipment and lack of PPE. And um, the PPE is so important to protect our drivers, our service representatives, who are going out into the homes to set up these patients who are come, you know, are going home and that are COVID positive, that have COVID positive family members in the home, um, and they also are, um, they're, they're in the hospital coming home to an environment like that. And, um, and that's, that's, our, that's a challenge right now. That's a challenge. Patty, what has it been like to see, you know, not only vents, but, you know, home oxygen therapy and, and respiratory therapists like you thrown into the, the spotlight as a result of, of what's going on with this pandemic? Um, you know, Liz, I guess I've been a therapist um, for a long time. I worked in the hospital. Um, half my career from has been as a respiratory therapist has been working in the hospital. Half has been in home care. And um, and it's funny that the therapists I know that do what they do, they do it because of their um, their commitment to being a therapist, and they're um, they're proud of what they do and they love their work. 
And I think I think that's the most important thing. And I think most of the people I know that are in this field do it for that reason. Right. So it's kind of nice. It must be, you know, sort of a silver lining here might be that, you know, uh, the recognition. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's rewarding. And for me, I mean, I think that, um, you know, as a durable medical equipment company, we're always looking to, um, you know, work with the case managers to help them take care of their patients and to provide the care and for them to turn, be turning to us um, and entrusting these patients that are so sick to go home to us really does make you feel good and it makes you feel good to know that you're helping them, both the case managers and the patients and the hospitals that support us in our community and now we're supporting them. Yeah, well said, Patty. Um, how do you hope the pandemic changes how respiratory products and services are provided and covered in the future? I know we've already seen, uh, you know, non-invasive events um, removed from uh, the competitive bidding program. Um, I know the industry is arguing that, uh, you know, oxygen should be as well or that there should be a delay in competitive bidding around 2021. What do you hope comes out of this in terms of more longer term changes, hopefully? Well, I, I hope that um, it can come to light uh, the need and the importance and the the amount of people we have with chronic respiratory conditions that we maintain in the home. And um, you know, currently there's no there's no code, there's no reimbursement for for a respiratory therapist to go in, into the home to provide um, any type of education, any type of clinical follow up um, in the home. And it's so important. And these are the patients we want to keep in the home. We don't want them to be back in the hospital. We want them to have a good quality of life. We can cut costs by keeping them home instead of keeping, you know, sending them back to the hospital. And these are patients that can't always get out. And they do rely on our, on our knowledge and our care. And um, it's kind of upsetting sometimes, you know, when there's no, there's nothing that allows us, there's no reimbursement for us to go in and help to keep that patient in the home and not to mention the fact of the the decrease in reimbursement for the equipment and if you take the cost of the equipment you know and look at that versus one hospitalization um every couple of months it just they don't they don't even come close but you know a patient is healthier in the home patients happier in the home and the more we can help them the better exactly patty well thanks for taking the time to speak with us and thanks for all you do and stay safe well, thank you very much, Liz and, and Teresa. It was nice to meet you both, and thanks for taking the time to reach out. Thanks, we'll talk bye. to you soon. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. And that's HME News in 10.